You're listening to the podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness from LVSportsNetwork.com, brought to you by Porta Subs. It's Unnecessary Roughness, presented by the Jewelers of Las Vegas. This is different. Do we have some adversity today? Yes, sir. Three personal fouls. We rough a punter. We were playing hard, right? We didn't necessarily do everything we wanted to do, but we persevered. Yes, sir. I'm really proud of the effort. I'm really proud of the maturity. Yes, sir. Right? And we won in the fourth quarter. Yeah, so. yeah. That's the way to compete for four quarters, fellas. That's what we've been talking about. That's what it took to win. Hey, it's just one, but it's the first of many, man. Get used to this. Man, keep working. Stay together. Let's go. Gang on me. Gang on three. One, two, three. Gang. This is Unnecessary Roughness, live at the Splash Cantina inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino. Here's your boy Q. And here we are, kicking off hour number three of the show, and I think that soundbite that you just heard from head coach Josh McDaniels kind of describes today's show. We've gone through some adversity. We've had personal fouls. We roughed the punter. We threw an interception in the end zone. We didn't get the fumble. We've done all that on today's show, and still... Here we are. We winning <laughs> here, still. Here we are. Yeah, we're, uh, I guess we're winning. It's, it's not going to be pretty. This ain't going to be one of those I turn in and think that this is going to win an award. But we're going to try to do, get it done anyway. Splash Cantina is the spot inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino. Raiders won 17-16. That's all I'm trying to do, man. I'm just trying to get to the finish line and get a dub. <laughs> That's all we're trying to do. Also, little side note, now that I heard that JT the Brick promo that, came, that played a little bit before, uh, we came back. Now I know where the house money conversation came from. I guess I missed that on JT's show, him talking about the Raiders playing with house money. And I normally pretty much agree with what JT has to say. And maybe we'll talk about this on the Raider roundtable tomorrow because we're going to be recording it again tomorrow from the Raiders facility. I don't think the Raiders are playing with house money, right? I mean, they went out and they got a W that they expected to go win. It wasn't pretty, but they won. Now they've got to continue to work on their craft and grind and and – Go try to get a W in Buffalo, but I don't think in today's NFL that any week is like a free week. I mean, like, I get what he's saying. I get the gist of it because, yeah, I mean, they could have started out 0-2, but, hell, they could start out 2-0, right? I mean, I, we'll see from Buffalo tonight what they look like. They're playing on a short week. I don't, feel like, I don't feel like there's any weeks in the NFL that are house money unless you've already clinched a playoff spot and you're just f- finishing out the season and maybe your backup quarterback is starting. Maybe then you're playing with house money, but the NFL's too damn competitive. I don't think any week is a, is, is a house money week. But, again, not trying to cause no, no controversy, but uh, I don't think that that's at all. And I think that this Raiders team is a pretty good team that just needs to continue to, to build and work to be a really good team. They need, to, they need to keep grinding, man. There's a lot of room to grow. So, at this point, I sure wouldn't say that they're playing with house money at this point. <laughs> right? That defense – you know, they've got to step up and continue to make plays. That offense has got to capitalize when they have the opportunity. 17 points probably won't beat Buffalo next week. You know, throwing an interception in the end zone probably won't beat Buffalo next week. Roughing the punter probably won't beat Buffalo next week. You get what I'm saying, 10 penalties for 96 yards, that ain't going to beat Buffalo next week. They, you know, they beat the team that they had to, which is great. But, you know, it's not a, it's not a time to let your hair down now. Don't get cute. Don't get cute. Keep grinding it out. 702-365-9200. Oh, the stat that I wanted to pass along that I did, I knew I had it. I just didn't know where it was because that's kind of what happens on the, well, you know, on a day like today when you, you win ugly, <laughs> you just do it. Josh DeBow, our good friend, Josh DeBow from the AP put, Raiders got the ball with 5.08 left protecting a one-score lead and ran out the clock. They hadn't run out the clock protecting a one-score lead on a drive that started with five-plus minutes left since at least 2,000. 
I'm going to go ahead and pause real quick. Think about that. Think how long ago that was. Let me read it one more time for the folks in the back row that might not have heard it. Or maybe the folks that are outside at the pool area and they're just coming in right now. The Raiders got the ball with 5.08 left to go, protecting a one-score lead, and it was a one-point lead, and ran out the clock. They hadn't run out the clock, protecting a one-score lead on a drive that started with five-plus minutes left since at least the year 2000. Look at the calendar. It is 2023. Think of that. My man Jason said he was seven years old the last time that happened. James, you were too? You, you young-ass kids. <laughs> You youngsters. Old school. <laughs> I done graduated high school. I was, man, six years removed from high school. Man, I was, I was, I was, I was making real life decisions, man. Y'all were still, y'all were still letting the, note, the, the snot roll down your face, man. God dang. Yeah, watching cartoons. Think about how long ago that was. They have not, and you know how many coaches have come and gone that have tried to salt the game away when the Raiders have the lead. Think about that. How many times has a coach that the Raiders had and people call in and text in, I'm frustrated, I'm frustrated because they're conservative, 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 trying to salt away a game. The Raiders were able to salt this thing away with five-plus minutes left to win it. That, to me, is a really big deal, so I wanted to make sure I pass that along. I know nobody in Raider Nation is a big fan of Josh DeBow, but I thought that that was a hell of a stat that needed to be spoke on. Let's go out to the 916, Sacramento, California. Let's talk to our guy, Greg. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind, Greg? Thanks, you. All right, man. I appreciate you guys, man. Uh, you know, I just, excuse me if I say some things that were already said. You know, I didn't get to hear the first part, but, you know, I like to look at the positive, man. There's so much negative that comes in. It don't matter. You know, it's like, it's like, come on, guys. Like, winning is what matters in sport. Yep. Winning. I don't care how we win. They don't ask, well, how did you do it? They just ask if you won. Okay, we're one and oh. We got through this week. Did it look a little bit scrappy? Yes. But if you look at this regime of guys and where they came from, Jimmy the same way, every week where he come from his tree, from the Belichick, every week they win a different way. People are saying, what's going on with Renfro? Why is he not? Well, it's because when they this, the way that we're going to win games, Greater Nation, if you haven't figured out, you need to listen to Ziegler, you need to listen to the team, watch the reports. Whatever we find is that weakness, we are going to attack it till they take it away. That's why we kept going back to Jacoby every single time. Everybody says, what's going on with Josh Jacobs with the running game? Well, we know we can run block. We had the leading rusher last year. Run block wasn't a problem. It was a passing block. And look what we did. No sacks. Jimmy G was clean the whole game. Okay, we're working on things to make this a complete team. We had a lot of young rookies out there playing. Ja'Korian Bennett had to learn by fire. Tyree Wilson didn't even go through camp. Is out there learning through fire. We got to, Raider Nation, just look at the positive. And, and, and look at how the calm that our team has, the one-mind thought of going 1-0 every week. Look at the calm that Jimmy brings to the – was, it blew my mind, Q. I was hearing some guys say, oh, I was so surprised about Jimmy and his – if you guys watch football – this guy has, is, is in the top six of all-time winning percentages. Just passed up Peyton Manning right behind Joe Montana. Okay, that's why we can't judge a book off what the main media stream, and I'm saying, I know you're part of it now, Q, but you are a guy. 
But I'm saying <laughs> the majority of these guys, don't just take at face value. Go do your own work. Jimmy's been a winner. We should be proud to have him on our team. We should be proud that we got youngsters starting out there that are making plays. Did they make mistakes? Of course. But I heard a great Rich Gannon say, a good team is when you win even when you make mistakes. And I'm Big- not saying we're a good team, but we're going in the right direction. That's all I got to Hey, good stuff, good stuff. And I, I'll be the first to admit, man, I doubted Jimmy G, too. I have no problem saying that, right? I, I doubted him from the jump. I remember uh, the morning tailgate, they were really all over Jimmy G, really uh, led by Benny Bonsignor, I feel like. And I thought, eh, I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't really know. Just because, again, uh, go back to the injury history. But the fact that he is a leader and these guys are willing to go out there and put it on the line for him tells me all I need to know. When I hear Josh Jacobs telling Amber Theo Harris and James Jones and Eric Allen how much he makes him want to go out there and block even harder for him, and you go back, everyone's going to give Jimmy credit for that run, as they should, but you go back and look at number eight's blocking. Not only did he block and, and open up a lane, he buried that dude, right? He put that dude's stones in the dirt, right? I mean, he made sure that that dude wasn't getting up, that he was, he was not going to affect his quarterback. That is, that is, I mean, that's some next-level stuff. That's what keeps running backs on the field is guys that can make plays like that. He made a big-time play when a big-time play was needed. Even though it didn't show up on the stat sheet and it won't show up on the stat sheet, it was, it was a big-time contributor in what helped Jimmy G get that scramble and get that, uh, and, and get that first down. And the other thing, and again, I want to give Jimmy a lot of credit, he's not fleet of foot. He's not a guy that's going to be you know, super fast and take off and run around the yard. But you know what? When a play was there to be made and he saw something, even on the little five-yard scramble that he had earlier in the drive, just to take that, those five yards and get down and keep the clock running, like what do we talk about? Between the ears, that IQ, he's got that. And that, to me, again, really impressed me. So I came away with the appreciation for what Jimmy G was able to do in his first time out with the silver and black. Raider back. You're up next. What's on your mind? Welcome to the show. Hey, Q. What up? This Raider Mac, man. I know. Hey, congratulations, man. Congratulations. You called it. You said just win at any cost, and we did. Hey, hey Q, all these people making excuses and all that. Who cares about all that stuff, man? I don't care. I don't care. And, look, I'm the first one to give props to uh, Trayvon Merritt. You know what? He didn't play a great game, but you know what? That tackle he made, mm-hmm. he saved it. So I, I know I know for a fact that um, things ain't going to go every perfect. It's not. It's not. It's just this football. Things going to happen. Just like, the, you know, I, I was telling you, um, a man that just, he was, you know, saying about the radio, he's sorry. I'm like, man, things happen. We don't care about that. We we a family, Raider Nation. We a family. We don't care about all that. We just want to get the win. Uh, you know, they make excuses out there why they didn't. You know, why they didn't. Why Denver didn't win and why they didn't pick up. We don't care about that. We just want to win. The one thing I do have, I do have a problem with, is that Hunt, you got to throw the ball to Hunter Renfro. Q, he was open a lot. You got to throw him the ball. Hey, and I understand that it, the coverage dictates it. But he was open in a couple of plays. If you go back and watch that, watch the game, he, he was open. And Q, I just want to say, man, don't count. You, you were the first one to say, you were the first one to say that we, um, you know, we got a chance to win this game. We won seven in a row. And you kept us in. Hey, man, that's why we appreciate you, man. And I'm, I'm out on that. But I just want to say, uh, say that, man, y'all, the radio station, y'all great, man. I love this, man. This is so much. 
fine. Thank you. Hey, thanks for the call, Raider Mac. Appreciate you, my man. And, and yeah, I mean, I, I felt very comfortable and confident that the Raiders were going to go in to Denver and win that game. I just think they're the better team. Honestly, right now, I believe that they're the better team. I still believe they're the better team, uh, even after that, you know, the, the, the performance by both teams. Like, I, I saw some good things from Denver, and I saw some areas that they need to grow. I saw some really good things from the Raiders at times, and I see where they need to grow as well. You know, but at the end of the day, I felt like that they were the better team, and, and they were. And they got that W, and now it's on to Buffalo. And I'm excited about uh, the opportunity. I think that I don't think that there's a game on the schedule that the Raiders can't win, right? I don't, I don't look at one and say, oh yeah, they don't have enough talent to match up because offensively they got just as much talent as anyone else, if not more. And I, I include those cats in Kansas City. <laughs> After what we saw Thursday night football against the Lions, with no Travis Kelsey out there, man, they they looked like they were throwing the ball to me and Ari, and 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 we were doing what we would have done, put the ball on the turf, <laughs> right? So. Uh, yeah, I think that there's uh, no team in the league that the Raiders can't compete with. Obviously, they've got to go out there and they've got to continue to grind and work and, and play a lot better than they did on Sunday. But you play who's on the schedule, you play who the team that's out there, and you do the very best you can at the end of the day. You let the chips fall where they may. And when the chips were all, fell where they may, the Raiders came away with a W. So I could definitely appreciate that. 702-365-9200. Let's continue with the phone calls. Let's get Raider Mike. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind, Mike? What's up, Q? How you been, brother? I'm blessed, man. How are you? I'm okay. Just got activated for the hurricane, so I'm going north out of Fort Myers. Fort Q Myers, as we've called it. <laughs> anyway, what I saw on Thursday was beautiful. The Muppet King's head just got sliced off like Game of Thrones fashion, you know, right after his ring ceremony. You know, that, that was, and the look on his face was so funny. He's like, why did we draft these guys? Where's Travis? I, no one knows how to catch the ball. So that let off this weekend beautifully. But that game <laughs> yesterday was something else. I've never seen a game, an opening game like that before in my life. Um, what I looked at, though, was how cool and calm Jimmy was through that whole thing because there was nothing guaranteed <laughs> during that game. He just looked at what was going on, said, I need to do these things, and we could probably pull this off. So the culture change has happened. It just has, and it had to happen because we have 21 years of futility. We have nine guys that we drafted all made the team. These guys know what they're doing is my point. And uh, proud of them. Bills is a scary game, but at least it's in September. You know what I mean? So yeah. Yep. I'm not afraid of them. Just like you said, there's not a team we can't beat on the schedule. We're too loaded on offense. And this defense is starting to figure out how to play together. You got, what, five new starters there? Maybe even six? It'll take a while. But yeah. that team has talent on defense as well. So I'm, I'm kind of proud. It was ugly. We've won ugly a lot in, our, in the Raiders' career. So it's just the way it is. I'm proud of them. Raider Nation for life. It's for you, Q. Raiders! There he goes, Raider Mike. And sometimes, yeah, winning ugly is okay. Sometimes you need a little ugly in your life, right? I mean, sometimes it's just how it be. They can't all be, uh, you know, beauty queens. It ain't all going to be that. Sometimes you just need a little ugly in your life, depending on, you know, what the situation, uh, you know, is. But 
It was ugly yesterday, but they found a way to get the W. And like Devontae Adams said when he was leaving the, the, the playing field, a, ugly, a ugly win is still a beautiful win because a win is a win in the NFL, and you've got to take it just like that. Speaking of Devontae Adams, why don't we go ahead and uh, hear from Devontae real quick. You got that queued up, Ari? I was going to go to Max, but since I just mentioned Devontae, let's go ahead. It's real quick in the Raiders locker room, Vinny and a couple others uh, with Devontae Adams. Walking around, man, I was going to see him in here, so it's good to, to know he's okay now. But, you know, those scary. Hopefully he can rebound from that and uh, continue to do what he can do. What does having that complimentary receiver do for you? I mean, just gives me more one-on-one -on -one opportunities. And, you know, and if I don't, it just gives me comfort knowing that we'll be able to move the ball either way. So that's really the most important part is getting points on the board and, you know, having good production on offense. So if it's going to me or anybody else, it doesn't matter. You're know, doing the right way. Tavaki, you talked about complimentary football. Your defense had to respond a couple of times today, especially in that second half. Uh, from watching from the sidelines on offense, how much pride do you take knowing that your defense has got the back like that? I mean, I, I take a lot of pride in it. Like, we we in this thing together. You know, we were we're battling all all camp, trying to make each other, you know, just just callous as much as possible and make each other better. And uh, you know, there's gonna be times where we need to help them out. It's gonna be times where you know, vice versa. So at the end of the day. We all in this thing together, and we just got to find a way to, to get it done. How would you describe Jimmy as a leader? Um, he's, a, he's a confident leader, and he's, he's one of the most open leaders that I've been around um, as far as he's not going to act like he knows everything. And, you know, within games, he'll come and say something like a couple times today where, you know, he maybe could have hit me. Uh, I know at one time specifically over the middle, and he's, he tells me, he's like, that's, that's just part of my learning process, understanding, you know, keep working with you. And, you know, I haven't, I haven't had a guy like you yet, you know, where as far as the way I'm going to be played in games. So um, just being patient with a few things and, and you know, allowing things to kind of um, unravel. And, and, you know, sometimes it's not going to be the top of your drop. It, it'll be there. So as long as you got time just to stick it out. And, you know, I got so much respect for people that, that can attack it that way and come to me after we go down there. And I believe we put points on the board um, that drive. But to still be saying that, like, I got to stay with you right there. Like, that's that to me. That's like you know you arguing with your girl. She says I'm sorry. Like you know, all right, let's let's watch a movie now. We're good. We, we don't have. I need to act pissed off for the rest of the night and all of that. So you know, it, that's, it makes it real easy to, to to grow with somebody and you know continue to go and try to win when you got somebody. Like that. And it is game one, so there's 16 other games to exactly. get on that page. Right? We got we got a lot of time, and you know if it came out and it was just horrible today, then obviously you got to look at it a little bit different. But um, you know we we found ways to still click up and. Um, you know, everybody, we play complimentary uh, ball within the offense even. So, uh, you know, just, just good enough to get it done. Devontae Adams in the Raiders locker room. Got a little Slick Rick action going on in the background. He can never get mad at some Slick Rick, right? But, uh, yeah, you hear him talking about complimentary, talk about Jimmy G out there being a, a leader. And even when he missed Devontae and didn't, didn't throw him the rock, you know, he went to him and said, hey, I'm still learning, right? Had no problem admitting that, you know, hey, that's my bad. And that goes a long way. Right, I think people and players respect that around the league and, of course, in that locker room. And so, uh, so far, so good, right? One, one game in, one W, and, and that's all you could ask for. It doesn't get any better than that. One game, one dub. That's what the silver and black got. 419 is the time. We'll get back to some of your calls and texts. 702-365-9200. Let's go uh, to Lois Cali Raider. What's on your mind, Lois Cali? Welcome to the show. Thank you. How you doing? I'm blessed, brother. Man, I'm super excited about this victory Raider Monday. You know, I went – to go watch the game at Buffalo Wild Bills with my brother because I said, you know, that's where Q's there every Friday, so let's go over there and check the game out. You know what I mean? So yeah. I went, and I think the best part about this whole win is, you know, watching our offense. You know, whatever they say about our offense, I told my brother, just think about it. Renfro wasn't in the game. Josh Jacobs had a thing going, but I thought about imagine the potential that we got. 
when our offense starts firing on all cylinders, especially with that QB um, tight end. And not to me, you know, it was Tyree Wilson's first game, but, you know, imagine it, it can only get better from here. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. that's what has me really excited about this. And our defense also has the potential to get better. And it was just a good day, man, watching the Raiders win. And at the same time, watching the Chargers lose and knowing that we're first in division. And and let me just say one more other thing, man. This whole comparison between Jimmy G and Derek Carter is going to go off throughout the whole season. You know, the one thing I love about the Raiders is that mantra that we have is once a Raider, always a Raider. And, you know, I think we could just be happy for both of them because Carr was my dude, man. He, he was my dude. But, you know, I just want to see both of them succeed. And I just hope that, you know, as far as we go, the Raiders go, I think we can, we can get so much better from this. So that's something that's got me really excited about this season. And then can I say one more thing? Sure. Can all, I want to give a shout-out to all the first responders for this whole 9-11. You know, we remember you guys. Mm-hmm. And also shout-out to my sister, Erlin, who's in the Army right now, and she's over there serving our country. And I just, I'm just i so appreciative for everything they do and the sacrifices that they make for us. You know, Thank you for taking my call. Go Raiders. Absolutely. Great stuff. Great message right there, man. That's, that's a big deal. That really is. Uh, that, that's a hell of a message right there at the end. And, uh, yeah, never forget, right? I know that's easy to say. I know people use it as a hashtag. But, I mean, it's reality, man. Uh, what happened on that day, 9-11-2001, man, it's something that changed the world forever, changed our country forever, changed the way that we operate forever. Things that we do now are not what we did then, right? I mean, anyone who travels know that. Right? Everyone gets frustrated by the way that we travel now, right? Everyone hates waiting in line, right? There's a reason why we wait in line. There's a way, reason why we go through TSA. There's a reason why you got to do this, that, and the other when you're going through the, the airport because of what happened on 9-11. Everything changed. So definitely want to always just remember, you know, what, what, what happened, how it happened, how many people's lives were affected uh, either firsthand or you know, just in the long term. Like I said, all of our lives were affected, but there were some that obviously were affected in a major way as far as, you know, losing loved ones. And that's, that's the ones that we definitely pray for. And I know that, you know, as you mentioned, the first responders, there's first responders all around the country right now that are, you know, paying tribute to those in, in uh, New York and the first responders that were on the scene there. And I can only imagine what that was like. So thank you so much for that. Do appreciate you. Uh, we'll get one more call in. How about Big Jose from San Jose from the 408? Welcome to the show. What's on your mind, brother? Hey, man. Thanks for taking my call, Q. I also just want to uh, reflect on what uh, was just said about 9-11 and prayers and thoughts go out to those lost, who lost loved ones and lives were affected. Uh, all our lives were affected, but there are some people who were boots on the ground there who lost loved ones. So, yeah. Yep. You know, their loss, their loss is um, our loss as well. And I just want to hey, say a uh, shout-out that I hope that the jo- Jacoby Myers recovers quickly and speedily. Same with Chandler Jones. Hope he's getting the help he needs. And big congrats and shout-out to you, bro, to making it on the campus at ESPN, man. That's good stuff. <laughs> Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Man, you represent out there. <laughs> and I just want to say that, man, that if I'm correct, if I'm wrong, man, but I think we got 17 all-red point, all zone points, right? Yeah, and yeah. And it could have mm-hmm. easily been 20. Could have easily been 24 because Jacoby Myers dropped one. I mean, it would have been a hell of a catch, but it hit his hands. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, and you can just see the swagger and the composure and the maturity at the quarterback level. And as soon as um, I saw Jimmy G scrabble out of the pocket and he picked up those eight yards and slide inbound, I thought to myself, how many times would Derek have tried to force the ball in somewhere or have not had the, you know, the wherewithal to like stay inbounds and stick his hand out and get the extra yards and not keep the clock running? And it's not a criticism, it's just an observation, right? 
Yeah. And I just think I just think that we're in a much better place. And uh, I mean, I can see why this dude gets everybody excited, man. And uh, shout out, I think the linebacker play was spectacular compared to what we've had in the past. And uh, that's what I got. And I love pizza and chicken grease from the Bay, bro. <laughs> hey, great call, man. Great call. And yeah, I, I'll think I'll say this, man. When it comes to the linebackers, Diablo, I know he got called for that face mask penalty, but man, he was he was like all over the place, right? I mean, you saw him making plays. You saw him understand and being able to diagnose what was happening. Spillane, I know he got trucked on that one play uh, where he tried to come up in the hole and make the tackle. He got hit, and it turned into a big time play for for Denver. But for the most part, man, I mean, this guy was coming downhill and he was attacking whoever was was carrying the ball, and that's. That's a big deal. That's what he does really well. You know, now again, the Raiders have to have to force the issue. They've got to come up with turnovers. They had one, but because of that penalty, it got called back. But really, even though this game was a one-point victory for the Raiders, if you think about it, if they, you know, and I know ifs and buts, all that good stuff, but they score in the red zone instead of throw that interception. All of a sudden, there's points there. They get off the field when Masterson has that, that penalty. They don't give up any points there. Like, if you look back at it, I mean, this, I don't want to say it could have been a blowout, but it could have been a double-digit win. It could have. It, it probably should have, right? Because in the second half, the Raiders really got things cooking as far as, as far as the defense and being able to figure out what Denver was trying to do. So a lot of people that called and talked about adjustments, halftime adjustments, whatever adjustments the Raiders made, they, they made it in the positive way, and, uh, and they just really did a good job with that as far as I was concerned. So uh, many, many, many shout-outs to, to the coaching staff that I felt like put the, uh, just put the, the players in really good position to succeed. Uh, let's get one more call in. Ari, is that cool? Yeah, it's cool. All right, 702-365-9200. Uh, Eddie in L.A., welcome to the show. What's on your mind, brother? What's going on, Q? How you doing? Nice I'm blessed. Monday, right? Yes, sir. Uh, so I definitely got to get this out of the way first. All, all the first responders out in 9-11 to all the people that after the fact that ended up catching all kinds of just horrible diseases when they weren't even thinking of that. They were rushing to help, and it's unfortunate all the way around. You're right. It changed this Changes just like COVID changes, man. And sometimes it changes good, and, and this one has changed for the worst. But uh, for those people, for all the responders, all in my respect, you know, Jay goes out to them. So hopefully everybody uh, has them in their thoughts and prayers today. Getting on to our boys, man. It was it was weird. It was uh, I gotta admit when the first, when the game first started, everything was weird. You know, seeing Jimmy G out there, not seeing Derek Carr. I know it's been it's been a while, a long time having him as a starter having a new quarterback there. I, I think Jimmy did a lot of great, I, you know, being his first game, not having that much action in the place in, in the preseason. I think he came out and did the best he, he could. And I, um, I, I'm, I'm, I feel held a lot better now watching him play a first game than I did before when they got him. I wasn't on the Jimmy G train to get him here. But now that he's here, man, and, and he's playing the way he, he did like that and, and running for that first down, I, I, especially after taking that vicious hit, that was a low blow hit, man. That was pretty... That was a pretty tough hit, and for him to bounce up, and I was I, the first thing I thought about, oh no, here we go, and for him to bounce back up and finish the game the way he did on his legs and running out and just getting the whole team invigorated with that win. I mean, that that that's the type of win that that can do wonders for this type of team. They, I, I mean, I'm not trying to get too ahead of himself. We just one game. Uh, I know we're at the top of the division, but still, we you know just one game. Everybody else is going to bounce back. We got tough tough state of games coming ahead, but. Knowing that the defense can step up the way they did, close out that game the way yesterday, especially off a, a, a heartbreaking penalty and not letting that team score, I think the defenses in the past would have just folded and we would have been talking a whole different conversation today. But hats off to those guys. We've been killing them. Nobody worse than me 
on how bad the defense has been played in the years. And for them to come out and put that defensive uh, uh, type of a game together, uh, just to let you, just to show everybody out there, this is just the first game and to get better. That's great. That is great to see. That's what we've been asking for for a very long time. So, I, you know, in short, I'm really happy for this win. I'm, often, I'm a little bit more optimistic now for the, for the rest of the season. It's still just one game, but you know how we do it. We get crazy here. Let's go, baby. Raider Nation, stay up. Raiders! Good stuff, good stuff. Definitely appreciate the call, man. And, yeah, I think it's okay to be excited. To, excited to, to see a, a team win a game that you feel like most likely they probably wouldn't have won last year, right? And I, and I hate to keep going back to last year, but that's all we remember. That's all we saw, and there was a lot of – Heartbreaking losses, and this was nice to come out on the other side of it. It was nice to see the defense, and then all of a sudden the, the team be able to, to slow away the game. Five-plus minutes, they had the ball, decided they were never going to give it back. I thought at one point, okay, they're going to kick a field goal and get a four-point lead, and then the defense is going to have to hold on to it. No, the, the offense said, no, we're just not even going to give it back. That was big. I thought that was really big. 429 is the time. When we come back, we'll hear from Max Crosby, plus we'll hear from you. 702-365-9200 and the don'tbebroke.com text line. 69187, keyword r This is Radio Nation Radio 920. This podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness on LVSportsNetwork.com is brought to you by Porta Subs. Make sure you check out Porta Subs' six-foot party trays. They're perfect for game days. You'll get your choice of three made-to-order classic subs made with premium meats and cheese on your choice of fresh-baked bread. Loaded with fresh veggies, toppings, and sauces. Game day six-foot trays serve 12 to 16 people, so you can sit back and enjoy the game. Available at all Las Vegas area Porta Subs, neighborhood sandwich shops, order ahead at portasubs.com. Formación escopeta para Jimmy G. Viene Jimmy, pase, bombeadito, completo, anotación, touchdown, Raiders, Jacoby Myers, su primera recepción anotadora con el conjunto negro y plata, es con el primer pase anotador de Jimmy G con los Raiders. You're listening to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q on Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM. Do it in Espanol. Do it in Espanol is what we're doing around here. Harry Ruiz right there on the call. That was the Raiders' first touchdown of the 2023 season. Jimmy G to Jacoby Myers. Thought that was great execution. That's after Jimmy G left to go through concussion protocol. Comes back in. Raiders call timeout to get him back onto the field. Goes out there and throws a touchdown pass. The only thing I didn't like about it, and I said it as soon as it happened, was Jacoby Myers getting up and wolfing at the, at the defender. You knew that was going to be a taunting penalty. It was just unnecessary. You know, let, let, the, let the Denver Broncos go out there and try to act like they're the big bad bullies and, you know, do all the extra talking and all that stuff. Let, let the play on the field do the talking. But uh, that's a learning experience, and I'm sure he won't do that. Uh, but he had a heck of a game, man. He really did. A couple touchdowns, had uh, nine catches on the day. Just a hell of a day for Jacoby Myers and really a nice addition to that Raiders offense. Let's go out to the phone lines. We will hear from Max Crosby in a middle, matter of minutes, but let's go out to the phone lines. Got plenty of calls and texts at 702-365-9200. Let's go to the LBC. Let's talk to our guy, Dwayne. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind, brother? Big Q. What's up, Doc? What's happening, man? Hey, it's Big Free Monday, big dog, so you know it's a good-ass day. Excuse me, I'm sorry. Sorry, sorry, sorry. But it's a good day, man. I just want to say, man, our, our linebacker core, man, they come together, they, uh, they communicate. Just like what Raider Stowe said, man, he said when he told Hobbs to go up in there, Hobbs went in there and tore it up, man. So I'm loving the communication. I'm loving how we're getting, getting down. We got to keep it going, man. And it's, all, it's always one nation, baby. Raiders, baby. I'm out of here. 
And there you go. Great call from Dwayne right there. And, yeah, I think that's something that's not being talked about enough, and that's part on me, right, because I'm just kind of going by just everything that's been flowing today. But the communication, that is a big deal. That's something that Dave Ziegler, Josh McDaniels, they all talked about throughout the course of the offseason. Got to get players on the roster. Champ Kelly was involved in this as well. Got to get players on the roster that are football savvy, that have the, a, a, a good, sharp football mind and and have the intelligence to be able to understand situational moments and so for a Spillane to tell Hobbs hey hey hey, line up over here do that move over here or someone you know Max yell at someone or someone yell at Max whatever the case may be and nobody take it personal but just go ahead and and do what they have to do having those veteran leaders in certain spots I think is going to weigh big dividends for this this team's defense in particular so yeah that that's a big deal and I think that communication is something that definitely needs to be talked about let's go out to Orange County. Let's talk to our guy, John. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind? So, uh, what's up, fellas? Ari, uh, Q, man, you guys do a great job. Love the show. Like always. Appreciate uh, you. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, I, I saw half the game. Uh, the phone died, so I listened to the first half on, on the radio, and the second half I tapped into a leak stream. But uh, overall, man, um, it's going to be a process week one. I think everybody works out the kinks. You know what I'm saying? I think we're going to get better as the year goes, but I really am happy with uh, how Mr. Z and, and McDowns right now are just bringing that commitment to excellence back to the Raiders. Everyone knows, the, you know, the Al Davis mantra is just win, baby. I get that. But don't you guys want to watch a game comfortable, not always in pins and needles, and just knowing that we are actually dominating, dom, you know, dominating, you know? And I know Zivas is going to take, I would say, into week three to really be that dominant force at, uh, at home. I think at home we're going to – we're just going to stop the series. I have a feeling – Alvin's going to get quick games. Josh is still run, not going to rust off. I'd like to see Zamir be the first down back instead of Josh. And I know Josh even said, man, he don't, I, I feel a little rusty, you know, trying to get back in my zone and stuff like that. But uh, overall, I'm really glad that uh, Josh McDaniels didn't keep it. He wasn't too, one two-dimensional. He kept, he, even though the run wasn't, wasn't going in the first half, he still kept at it. He still kept at it, giving the offensive belief uh, at, at, at the run team. And then also opened it up um, – with the passing game, you know, so like the whole emphasis on team, we are one team, we are one nation, and we're just going to be pulling forward. I'm just, I'm just really happy with what I've seen, and uh, let's, let's go, man. Thanks for taking my call. Hey, great stuff, man, great stuff. And, yeah, I, th- I thought Josh McDaniels did a really good job. You know, the run game wasn't going the way that it should be going <clears throat> or expected to go at times, but, you know, they, they, was, you know they, they made up for it by, one, continuing to, to you know, to, to be dedicated to running, but also some of the passes – were really glorified runs as well that uh, you know helped the Raiders get some get some good yardage. So I'm 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 good with the way that the game plan shook out. Uh, of course, everything was not as solid as they wanted it to be. But again, it's the first first game out. You have to look at the first four games of the season. I think as really a glorified preseason because everyone's trying to get their legs under them. They're just really starting to play with each other for the first time and you know move forward from there. But I think all in all, well done for the Raiders when they get a victory on the road in Denver. Now let's go to the Raiders locker room. Let's hear from Mad Max Crosby following the game. Three points in the second half that you guys surrendered defensively, uh, made some nice defensive stands. How, how pleasing is that, um, satisfying is that for your defense to step up? Um, you know, it's just, it's a testament to all the, all the guys in this locker room. You know, we, uh, we've been doing it all OTAs. Um, we've been doing it all camp and now we got to go out there and show the world, you know, that we're uh, improving. Uh, we still got a lot of room to grow, um, myself and everybody in, included. You know, we got to get better, but um, I think we're off to a good start. Like you said, we, you know, the second half, I think we allowed three points. So, 
um, we just got to keep improving. You know, we got guys communicating at all three levels, um, and that's uh, you know you see it on the field. So um, it's an exciting start. Josh talked about that, McDaniel's about um, how connected you guys were and the leadership on the sidelines and no panicking or anything like that. Yeah. Did you notice that as well? One hundred percent. You know, we stay calm. Um, you know, we. We did a great job the whole, you know, first half. I feel like defensively, um, we let, you know, let him leak out of the pocket, and uh, he made a couple of plays. But, um, you know, we went in 13-10. Uh, we didn't panic. We didn't start freaking out. Ah, we need to. It was like, okay, we know what we need to do. Uh, we just need to stay calm, keep doing our job, um, and beat the man in front of us. And uh, I feel like we did that the whole, you know, majority of the game. I think every time we've asked you about the Jimmy, you talk about how competitive he is, how tough oh, he yeah. is. Uh, you were kind of, and today I think he really showed that he stood in the pocket tough, so he could hit at the end of the game. Oh, what yeah. was that kind of uh, an illustration of all you've been talking about? A hundred percent. You know, we see it every single day, and he's a dog. You know, he, in the big moments, he stepped up, and, and goes vice versa. You know, the defense, when we need to stop, he, we stepped up. So um, that's how you win football games. You know, it's got to be confident football we all got to believe in the guy next to us and you know like I said Jimmy's a Jimmy's a dog so I'm, I'm super excited for him I'm happy he's my quarterback what were your thoughts on Tyree Wilson out there in his uh you know obviously I'm I couldn't <laughs> he's on the other side so I'm not seeing you know seeing him but uh you know he stayed poised um he did some good things and uh you know I'm excited for him you know to continue to get more reps you know obviously missed like majority of training camp so for him to come in and mile high and play a lot of snaps you know that's that's impressive alone so um you know I'm really excited for him he's only going to get better and, uh, you know, the future's bright. There you go, Max Crosby right there in the Raiders locker room following the game. And, you know, you hear him talking about Jimmy G, and he's a dog. And, and you know, he's glad he's his quarterback. And, I, I, again, I go back to that. That goes a long way, man. If these guys are, are willing to go out there and play with you and for you, they're just going to they're gonna leave it all on the line. And so I was really impressed with, you know, the way that they gravitated to, to Jimmy G and the way that they've – I feel like they bonded really quickly. I know that they had training camp, but, you know, they didn't really have OTAs, even though he was in the, in the building and he was working, you know, in the classroom. They didn't have any time on task in the field. But one of the things that stood out, and I guess I'm answering my own question as I'm talking about it, and sometimes that happens, he had mentioned that he thinks that it's important to, you know, build chemistry with players not only on the field but also off the field. So it feels like that Jimmy did a really good job of building that chemistry with the team before he even hit the field. Like he, he, he built that relationship, so they're like, hey, you know what? This dude's a cool cat. We, we, we like this guy. And once they developed that relationship, they decided, yeah, you know what? We're going to go out there and play and play at a little bit higher level and, and do everything we can to go compete for this dude because this dude's going to come compete for us. So that's something that, you know, I, I think that that's really, really awesome. And I, I hope that that, uh, that relationship continues to grow and they continue to do what they have to do to win more games. They got one down, 16 more left to go, right? And then after that, you, you go in and you look at it and you say, okay, what did you earn after those 17 games, 18 weeks? We'll see what happens. But uh, up next is the Buffalo Bills. How about the don'tbebroke.com text line? 69187, keyword R&R. Uh, this one comes from uh, Raider Steve from beautiful Reno. Hey, guys, thanks for being there, doing a super job. 9-11 thoughts, where I was when it happened and how fortunate I was to be able to serve my last two deployments at uh, Bagram Air Base and not the Gulf. I'm sure I said that wrong. Sorry. Unfortunately, I was only a few miles from where Pat Tillman, Leland High School in San Jose, was killed in spring of 2004, so this day will always mentally connect me to him. Raiders defense showed up, and finally I felt good about the last few minutes, which, as we all know, hasn't been the case for so long. Now let's go steal one from the Bills. Totally capable of winning. Y'all stay smooth. That's Raider Steve from beautiful Reno, and thanks so much. Thanks for sharing the, the memories of 9-11, and I know that every radio show or every host is not going to you know bring it up and talk about it, but uh, I think that I would be doing myself a disservice and doing you a disservice without talking about 9-11. It's not something to ignore. Uh, I don't ignore 
personal you know loss in my life i i, I never will do that uh, i think that i'll be doing a disservice to, to anyone uh related to me or close to me by not talking about uh you know bad things that happen in my life because i feel like we could all learn from them and situations like this with 9-11 i think we all learned a, a way of life and the one thing i'll say about 9-11 that i i failed to mention earlier Obviously, it was not a good day, right? That was an awful day in, in, uh, in American history and something that we'll all look back at and say, man, I sure wish that had never happened. But the one thing that came out of that immediately after was what? We all, no matter what we look like, no matter where we came from, no matter how much money we made, no matter, matter what our politics were, no matter what sports team we chose for, to, to, to root for, we all had each other's back. That's the one thing I can say that, took, that, that came out of that. We all had each other's back. We all were down for each other. We all wanted to make sure our family and friends were okay. And, and people that were in, you know, on, on ground zero, right there, boots on the ground, were okay. We all felt for everyone's family. We all did that. And we have gotten away from that in such a major way. We have gotten away from that in such a major way. And I'm not going to be a political dude. I'm not, that's not my bag. It never has been. It never will be. But I'll tell you right now, man, we all had each other's back no matter what we look like, no matter where we came from after 9-11 happened. Somewhere we lost our way, and I would love to see us get back to that. Again, not by having a tragedy happen, obviously, just naturally, because we've shown we can do it. We, we've shown we can all have each other's back without having to be and moan about it all the time. But, you know, that's that. That's, that's all I got on that. Uh, let's see. What else we got? We got some texts that I wanted to get to, and then uh, we'll take a quick break. Sir Whiskey Ray, uh, happy Victory Monday, gentlemen. Uh, oh, wait. I already got this one. I'll do it again. Last year, we didn't win our first game until October, so this victory is extra sweet. Most importantly, it was on the road versus an arch rival. Walking downstairs to my office for work Monday was extra jumpy, if you know what I mean. LOL. Shout out to our O-line for not allowing a sack and keeping Jimmy G clean. No doubt we have some things that need to be tweaked. However, a win is a win. Let's enjoy this. I'm already looking forward to week two versus Buffalo. As JT the Brick said earlier, we're playing with house money. Now, I don't agree with that. I don't think we're playing with house money. I think we have a chance to sneak a win in Buffalo as they'll be coming off a short week with their game tonight. Thanks, as always, Q. Raiders. Sir Whiskey Ray, and I don't think that I did get to that text, actually, now that I said it out loud. I don't think that, again, I said this earlier, I don't think that the Raiders are playing with house money. I don't think there's any such thing as playing with house money in week two of the regular season. Right, like I, I understand where JT's coming from when he mentions that playing with house money because well they got one victory and you're hoping that you go on the road and you at least split, but I, I just I don't think week two in a regular season when you're only guaranteed 17 games you can look at it as playing with house money. Now now I'm expecting the Raiders to go to Buffalo and win. That's what I'm expecting, and I bet you everyone in that locker room is expecting the same thing. Max Crosby's not talking about playing with house money. Devontae Adams ain't talking about playing with house money. Josh Jacobs ain't talking about playing with house money. They're talking about going out there and getting a damn win. That's what they're talking about, as they should, right? I mean, they're, the, they're, they're those type of dudes. Alpha dogs don't talk about house money. Alpha dogs talk about winning every stinking game. I know that that's not something that's going to happen. We're going to come in here and we're going to talk about a Raiders loss at some point. It could be next Monday. It could be the following Monday, right? We're going to talk about a Raiders loss at some point. That's fine. But I don't think at any point any of those alphas in that locker room or any of those coaches are talking about house money. Right? Like, I get the theory, but in this case, man, this is a new day and age. I don't, I don't think that you want to talk about house money in week two of the regular season. Again, you could talk about that, in my opinion, just my opinion. No disrespect to anyone else who might believe otherwise. You could, you could say that if you've already locked up your division, you've already secured your playoff spot or whatever, 
and, and you feel like, okay, you know, this is, this is a house money game. I can't change my position in the playoffs. We're either going to be the five seed or we're going to be the five seed, right? Then maybe you're playing with house money, right? But at, in week two, not me. <laughs> not me. I don't, I, don't, I don't see the house money there. Again, not, not trying to uh, throw any shade at anyone. Uh, would never disrespect a teammate like that. I just, I just don't see it the same way, and that's okay. We're, we're allowed to not, not agree on the same, on the same scenario, right, and, and still be able to pull for the team and, and be happy that the team got a W. So that's all that matters to me at the end of the day. All right, we got to take a break. You want me to ask for yeah, call number nine? Yeah, let's, let's, let's give away something good. And all right, let's do, the ult- let's do the ultimate Raiders hookup. We do this a couple times each and every year. Uh, we're going to get you a qualifying prize right now. Today's qualifying prize is a Raider Image gift card which I believe is like $35 to the Raider Image Store. I'm not sure the exact uh, monetary, I think it's $35, but whatever the case may be, we're going to hook up caller number nine right now, 702-365-9200. We're going to get you that gift card, but more importantly, that's going to get you in to win the two tickets to the Raiders for a Steelers home opener on uh, September 24th. That's prime time. That's week three, Sunday night two field passes, and an autographed player jersey. I mean, that's the big shebang, man. That's, that's big time right there to get all that. You want to put that jersey on your wall? You can. You want to put that jersey on your back? You can. Whatever the case may be, right now we're going to get you in to win. Call number 9, 702-365-9200. This is Radio Nation Radio 920. You're listening to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. On Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM. Big shout-out to my man, Jose. Call number nine got hooked up with the Raider Image gift card. More importantly, in to win the ultimate Raider hookup. We do this a couple times a year, each and every year. So blessed to have the opportunity to put some faithful Raider fans in Allegiant Stadium, not only with some tickets, not only with field passes, but also an autographed jersey. So, Jose, you're in to win. Uh, hopefully you become that winner. I'm just so greedy and so selfish that I want everyone who gets qualified for anything on this show to be the winner. <laughs> like, I, I, I'm so disrespectful. <laughs> I'm so greedy. I want everybody to be a winner coming out of this show, right? If you get hooked up on this show, damn it, you got a great chance of winning everything. That's just I, – I can't help it, man. That's the competitor in me. I love to I love to compete with everyone else, and I want to make sure that we, you know, we have some big-time winners that come out of this show. So, uh, Jose, we're rooting for you. And anyone else who, who gets uh, registered throughout the course of the week and next week on this station, on this show – we're definitely going to be rooting for it, but it's going to be awesome to hook up anybody and put them in Allegiant Stadium because that package is big time, man. You get, you get an autographed jersey. You get field passes. You get tickets to the game. Man, you're good, right? What, what else do you really want? So uh, awesome that we get that opportunity to do that uh, a couple times a year. So, Jose, shout out to you. Uh, got a couple texts I want to get to as we close out the show on this Monday. We'll be back on tomorrow, uh, same time, 2 to 5 p.m. This one's coming from the 925 AQ. I'll never forget where I was for 9-11. I was getting ready for school, and I was listening to the doghouse on Wild 94.9. I remember going to school that day, and they were basically all we talked about for the whole day. As far as the Raiders go, Max was dominant as usual, and the overall defense had a good game. Hobbs and Diablo probably played the best on defense next to Max. On to Buffalo, let's go 2-0 and come back to Vegas and give the Steelers some payback. That's from the 9-2-5. And, yeah, man, Diablo and Hobbs played really well. Matter of fact, we'll talk to Brad Spielberger. We're supposed to talk to him today. We'll get him tomorrow at 3.30 to really break down how good a game Diablo and Nate Hobbs had, along with Max Crosby, the offensive line, and a whole lot more. We'll do that coming up for sure on uh, on tomorrow's show at 3.30. We got a big-time show lined up for you. We're excited about that. We're also excited about the opportunity to be here each 
and every Monday night in the Splash Cantina inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino. So that's how we get down on a Monday. We'll be back tomorrow, same time. Ari, fantastic job navigating through all kind of adversity, but we got an ugly win, 17-16, baby. That's all that matters. That's a dub's a dub. That's how we roll. It's Red Nation Radio, 920. Have a great evening. And thank you so much for listening to the podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness here on LVSportsNetwork.com, brought to you by Porta Subs.